Hello and welcome to another episode of Listen Up. As always, I am your host, Mr. I. Remember that if there is something that you want me to talk about, go ahead and send a request and I will make you an episode. Well, not just you, but I will make the episode you want me to, li- to make and everyone can listen to it. You can find the request form on the podcast website. Um, that is bit.ly slash L-U-W-M-I. One more time, that is B-I-T dot L-Y slash L-U-W-M-I. On the website, you will, of course, find the request form, but you will also find all the episodes of the podcast with listening guides. You can find links to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, most of the major podcast places. You can also find the Twitter account for this podcast. If you follow, you will get little bits of history every day. And if you want to just find it on Twitter, search for at Listen Up with Mr. I. You can follow and, like I say, learn Japanese history, not Japanese history, just history. And you can send requests on Twitter as well. So today, I want to talk a little bit about how to write Japanese. Not for Japanese people to read, of course, but for English speakers and speakers of other languages, especially a lot of languages in Europe. So that means that we're talking about romaji. Where does the term romaji come from? Well, it comes from Roma, which is the city in modern Italy. Now, of course, in English, Roma is not called Roma, it's called Rome. And in right in Japanese, Italia is Italia. In English, it's Italy, but in Italian, it's Italia. So that's a topic for another podcast episode, but today, don't worry about that. It's Rome. And like I say, Rome, city in Italy, but Rome was a place a long time before Italy was a thing. In fact, the Roman Empire, so Empire, Teikoku, the Roman Empire was one of the biggest empires certainly in Europe, and pretty big in in terms of all the empires ever in the world, too. And it is the alphabet of Rome that is the same one that a lot of European languages use, especially Western European languages. And if you write Japanese using Romaji, you are using the Roman alphabet. So there's a long history of different ways of trying to write Japanese sounds, right? Hiragana, katakana. There's a long history of trying to write those in the alphabet. Now, of course, there are three major styles of writing romaji. There is the Hepburn style, which in Japanese, hebon, hebon shiki. There's the kunrei shiki and the nihon shiki. Now, I guess if we're being very accurate... There are two versions of the Hepburn style. There's the original one, which was created by a man named Hepburn. And then there is a revised or new version. And there are some others, like, for example, there's Wapuro Romaji. And Wapuro Romaji is very useful when you are teaching children how to type in Japanese. 
You know, it, it's very important when you're typing in Japanese, but that's not what I want to talk about today. Because if you are using Wapro Romaji, when you're finished, it's back into,、um, into, into Japanese, in, in hiragana, katakana, or kanji when you're done. Today, I want to talk about Romaji that stays in the alphabet. Because I think it's pretty important, especially when we're talking about names, people's names, place names, right? Because that is when you Japanese people will most likely use nomaji, right? If you're Japanese, you're not going to use nomaji for Japanese words, right? You're going to use hiragana, katakana, kanji. Romaji is useful for people learning Japanese if they haven't learned hiragana and katakana yet. But for Japanese people, the most likely time you will use romaji is for writing your name or your city's name or a place name. Now, most of the characters in katakana and hiragana they will all have the same romaji in the different versions. For example, a u a o. In all three styles is A I U E O. Doesn't matter if you're using Hepburn, Kunde, or、uh, Nihonshiki. Kakikukeko, they're all the same. But some of the kana are very, very different, and it makes a difference. For example, Tsu. Even better, Zu, right? The Tsu with the, with the, Dakuon, right? The tsu with the ten ten. So in Hepburn style, tsu is written T S U, and zu is written as Z U. But in Kunre Shiki, tsu is written T U, and zu is written as D as as、uh, Z U. And in Nihon Shiki. Tsu is T U and Zu is D U. Now, why does this matter? Well, like I said, you need to think about who is Nomaji for. It's not for Japanese people, right? Japanese people can read katakana and hiragana. There's no need for Japanese people to read. Romaji. Everyone can read some romaji pretty well because you learn it in school, but you don't need it if you're Japanese. So romaji is not for Japanese people really. It's for people who are learning Japanese or people who don't know Japanese at all. So it really should probably be written in a way. That non-Japanese speakers will have the best chance of coming close to the actual Japanese pronunciation. Let me give you some examples. Make this easier to understand. The most famous mountain in Japan, of course, is Mount Fuji. In Hepburn style, Fuji is written F-U-J-I, which All English speakers, and I think majority of the alphabet-using language speakers, so people in most countries in Europe, in the Americas, 
I think everyone would read it pretty well as Fuji. Fuji, which is pretty close to the Japanese. In Kunrei and Nihonshiki, it's written as H-U-J-I, which is Fuji. Fuji. Now, I know neither Fuji or Fuji are actually the Japanese pronunciation, but I think the F pronunciation, Fuji, Fuji is closer to Fuji than Fuji. It may be hard for some Japanese people to hear the difference, but as someone who speaks English and Japanese, F sounds a lot closer. And how about the word for continue, Suzuku? Now, in Hepburn, it's T-S-U-Z-U-K-U, Suzuku. Pretty close to the Japanese. Kunreishiki, Tuzuku. Nihonshiki, Tuduku. Right. In the Nihonshiki, it is Tuduku. If a English speaker saw Suzuku written in Romaji, it'd be Tuduku. And how about the word for tea? Right? Ocha. In Hepburn style, O-C-H-A. Ocha. Pretty close. Pretty close to Japanese. Kunde and Nihonshiki. Otia. 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 Is how an English speaker would probably pronounce it if they saw it. Governor. In Hepburn style. Chiji. Pretty close. And Kunde and Nihonshiki. Tizi. Tizi. Nah. Not very good. Not, not, not a good version of Chiji, right? Hepburn style is a lot closer than the Nihonshiki and Kuneshiki. And what about names? Right? Things like Suzuku, Ocha, Chiji, that's not really that important. But names. This is where I think it's the most important. For example, some of my, my wife's people in my wife's family, so my relatives in Japan, they I have some I have relatives in Chizuru and Mizuki. It's two two girl, two women. They both have tsu with the with the two the din din. So it's it's not su version of zu, it's a tsu version of zu. So in Nihonshiki style, my relatives, my relatives would be Chiduru and Miduki instead of Chizuru and Mizuki. And those aren't their names, right? They're not Chiduru and Miduki. And, you know, once I had a student, his family name was Oi, right? Okina Ido. Now, how should you write his family name? His is, this one's actually a pretty hard one. Because a lot of people think the O sound is O-H. And that's how this student wrote his name. He wrote it O-H-I. And someone who knows Japanese, who already speaks Japanese, would probably say, Oi. They would know. But someone who is just learning Japanese or doesn't 
know Japanese would say Ohi. His name's Oi, but you would read O-H-I, Ohi. And what about Ou, the old name for Tohoku, right? The driving school, Ou, um, driving school, I forget what is, what is the Japanese, what do they call it? Kurumajidosha Gakko. I think I think it's Ojidoshagako, I think is the official name. Well they write it O H U which Ohu Ohu So it makes a difference. Now those are hard because the best way to write these O sounds is with a a macron, which is a small line over an O. Now, it's hard to do this when you are typing, so that's a problem. But it's the best way to write oi and o. Now, all of this is to say the way you use romaji is important because names matter. Names are important. I try my very best to pronounce people's names correctly. And with Japanese names, I'm usually fine. Uh, I'm sure there are probably some small mistakes and my pronunciation might be a little bit off sometimes. But most of the time, I'm pretty close. I get it right with Japanese names. And I know that I appreciate it when people try their best to get my name correct. I mean, I know my name is a very hard name for Japanese speakers to say correctly, right? Jonathan Isaacson. In Japanese, I'm Isaacson Jonasan. Not really that close to my actual name, Jonasan Isaacson, or in Japanese order, Isaacson Jonasan. Jonathan Isaacson. You can probably figure it out when you hear it that that's me. It's close enough. And in Japan, that is my identity. That is who I am. But it's nice when people pronounce it closer to my actual name and get it get it close. I mean, although honestly, even in the U.S., my family name, Isaacson, is kind of hard for a surprising number of people, even in the U.S. Uh, there were a lot of times that I got called funny things, mispronounced because of the A-A in Isaacson, I-S-A-A. So many people would say Isaacson, which I just shook my head and said, okay, close enough. But names are important. They are a big part of who you are. So give non-Japanese speakers the best chance of saying your name correctly. Try to write it in a way that they can read it. So you're not chidudu or miduki. And I think that is where I will stop it for today. So please remember that you can make requests on the website. Um, just go there, send a request. I'll make an episode. And you can send me an email if you know it, if you're one of my students, or go over to Twitter at Listen Up with Mr. I. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You'll get the automatic updates. And that is all for today. I will see you next time.